Asia was the album that made Steely Dan a commercial force on the order of contemporaries like Fleetwood Mac and the Eagles. A multi-platinum Grammy winner, it lingered on the Billboard charts for more than a year and spawned three hit singles. Odd, then, that it was conceived as the apotheosis of its creator's anti-rock, anti-band, anti-glamour aesthetic. Populated only by Walter Becker, Donald Fagan, and 35 of their closest friends, many of them jazz musicians, Asia served up modified pre-war song forms, mixed meters, and extended solos to a generation whose idea of pop daring was Paul letting Linda sing lead once in a while. And, impossibly, it sold. Becker and Fagan, always the nucleus of Steely Dan and now its sole survivors, regarded their success dispassionately. If Asia did big business, there would be a big budget for its successor. Everything else was incidental. The main thing was that they would let us keep making records, says Fagan. We were mainly concerned with the quality. While we were making the records, we thought they were all good. Then, after a while, we didn't like them anymore for various reasons, and we'd say, well, we have to make a better one now. We weren't worried about sales. We were just worried that if we didn't have sales that equaled the first one, they wouldn't give us a budget. The two composers had turned in their rock star credentials after retiring from the road in 1974, and, like the Beatles after Revolver, had retreated to the studio and locked the insulated door behind them. Asia was their latest salvo. As the accolades rolled in, Newsweek had recently dubbed them the best American rock group of the 70s. Becker and Fagan were already back in the lab crafting the standalone album rock spoofing single FM, No Static at All. Even when Asia's songs clocked in at under six minutes, they eschewed pop formalism in favor of pan-generic mischief. The swampy R&B groove of Josie became a platform for modal interpolations out of the post-bop songbook. The hypnotic lope of the mini-odyssey, Home at Last, was interrupted by a synthesized big band interlude. I Got the News littered its serene major six vamp with angular piano figures that recalled Thelonious Monk. Asia's gatefold sleeve even featured Blue Note record-style liner notes. And then there were the lyrics. The suicidal loner, the chatty lecher, and the drug-addled princess had antecedents in the Dan canon. But this time, Becker and Fagan's dark visions came off as even more sinister by virtue of their sparkling surroundings. Like Randy Newman, another West Coast ironist who regularly availed himself of L.A.'s A-list session players, Steely Dan were fascinated by, indeed often empathized with, characters on the fringes of society. Newman's In Germany Before the War, from Little Criminals, released the same year as Asia, cloaked a killer in lush strings and tinkling piano. Steely Dan's smoldering, sax-drenched Deacon Blues made dying drunk in a post-midnight car wreck sound like a heroic consummation devoutly to be wished.